Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guess on the Goodyear hotline time for your calls in this hour. We'll do something we haven't done in a long time, and that's the airing of grievances. It's been too long since we've done that. By the way, if I may, um, I'm an unabashed fan of the show Seinfeld. I've, I've talked about that forever. Some of you might remember when Jerry came on, Mike and Mike was one of the highlights of my professional life. Um, Seinfeld is on Netflix now, and I have to say, I'm really enjoying it. Like, the ability to sort of watch it whenever I want without having to deal with, you know, again, I, it just is what it is. Like, you know, there were like those DVDs and stuff, but I'm never doing that. <laughs> When's but, the last time you popped in a DVD? No, it's been even me a long time. Okay. Or a CD. Like, I don't have, and I, and I you know what I have? And I, see, you sidetracked me, or I've sidetracked myself, is, do you even know what a cassette tape is? Of course. Okay. So there's nowhere to play those if you want to now. Like, I don't know. I have a ton of them. And I used to make what is now called a playlist used to be called a mix. So we would like we would just put a bunch of different songs. You know, they didn't all have to be from the same artist or the same or whatever it is. And that could be like, a, you know, you could make a, a, a mix for a girl you liked or whatever it is. I have a lot of old cassettes that I would like to listen to, but I have nowhere to play them. Are they mixes or are they like albums? No, some of them are albums. Some of them are like old things that you can't get anymore. How do you, how do you mix a cassette anyway? You know, mix is a, the wrong word. You just put the song on and then you record another song and then another song and another song. It, 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 whatever. It's like a playlist. The point I'm making is, I don't know, I'm making no point whatsoever. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to something much more important than this. Greeny with you here. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. All right, I'll try something different. So, uh, Bubba and uh, Nuno, I've got a little game here. It's actually was Hembo's idea, and it's called Could You See It? So, Hembo has put together a list of teams. Now, it is a lengthy list. And the question you're going to ask us is, could we see what exactly? Could you see X team finish in the Final Four, make the conference championship? Okay. So, could we see this team make it to the AFC or NFC title game. That's right. And what I have here is all 14 teams that right now have a winning record. Okay. So, we're gonna a- you're going to ask me the question, and I'm going to say yes or no. Nuno and Bubba, if you strongly disagree, then I need you to jump in here. And what we're going to come up with at the end of this is all the teams that we think have a legitimate shot this mm-hmm. year. Th- these are the teams we think are legit in the NFL. All right? And conference champions. Conference right? championship. Yes, the conference Correct. championship. That right. we could see making it to the conference championship. All right, go. Let's do it. The Arizona Cardinals. I say yes. Anyone disagree? Okay, fair enough. Feel, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an audio medium. Feel free to say the you word no. You said if you strongly disagree. <laughs> well, no, so. but I said I, I can see you now. So I said, does anyone disagree? And Nuno is shaking his head. Feel free to say, no, I don't disagree. You told us to weigh in if we strongly disagree. Okay, fair enough. What is the next one? The Buccaneers. Does anyone disagree with that? No. No. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The Green Bay Packers. The Packers. Oh, I, I know. That's right. It's me who's I doing I say the this. name of the team. That's right. You say yes I've, or no, and then they yell in the middle of the game here. This game is not going so well. The we need, we need to have a meeting and go over the rules of the game before we start. The obvious answer is I could see them making it. You guys with me on that? Agree. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you're with me yep. on that. Next. The Patriots. Yes. I could easily yep. see yes. them making yep. it. Go. The Kansas City Chiefs. I say yes. Yes. Yep. The Baltimore Ravens. I say no. No. I agree. I don't wow. see anywhere in the world they make it. No, I'm taking them out. I think, and, and this it is a testament 
to them, to Harbaugh, to Lamar, and all of them that they're that they are where they are right now. That's a team whose season should have been ruined in the preseason. The injuries they sustained would have ruined half the teams, more than half the teams in the NFL. It's remarkable to me that they are still in first place in their division, but I think they're falling hopelessly behind now, losing another corner. I, th- I can't see them making it. In fact, I think there's a better chance they miss the playoffs wow. entirely wow. than there is that they make it to the Final Four. Next. The Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to say no. I don't see it. Hmm. Anybody strongly disagree? I don't like it. There's too many good I'm teams in that conference. No. You good with a no? Bob? I mean, Nuno? Uh, yeah. No. I don't see it. I just don't. I- I'm underwhelmed by them in-, in every scenario. And look, maybe they get hot and make me look stupid, but I'm going to say no. Next is the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to say no. I, I don't like what I see from them at all. Um, I, I think if there was more season left, they would get caught. Obviously, there's a lot of injuries. Derrick Henry's not going to come back fully healthy. I know they're talking about him coming back, but there's no way in the world he comes back and looks like the most important player in the NFL, which is what he is to that team. In the absence of him and the Julio's always hurt, A.J. has been hurt, Tannehill, you can see it impacting him. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not lifting that team by himself. I say no. You guys agree or disagree? It's a wrap. It's a I wrap agree. on the Titans. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm eliminating these guys as we go, so we'll have a complete list. Go ahead. Next is the Dallas Cowboys. Can you see it? I do. I can see them making a run, absolutely. Anyone? It just, that hurts, but yes, you're right. Yeah. What a man. Let's go. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Go ahead. The Buffalo Bills. I'm not giving up on them. Are you guys? Um, I'm worrying because they don't have a run de- a run game. Um, and they count too much on uh, Josh Allen, and there's just something slightly wrong. I, I agree. I don't see them winning the whole thing, but. They're going to be in a position where, you know, they got to win them. They will have to win two games to get where they, we're talking about, They'd be about, the, right? uh, the seventh seed if the playoffs started today. They have to win two road games to get there. Mm. You got to get win them two out. road games in the playoffs? See and ya. you were taking them out? You're taking out the Bills right now? Yeah, get them out. From winning two playoff games. All right. I'll take them out. Tough crowd. I, I don't feel real good about that one, but I'm willing to go with it. Go ahead. How about the Chargers? Uh, definitely not. I am so underwhelmed by them. I am disappointed in them. I can't believe the offense they're running. They have a generational talent in Justin Herbert, and they're not ruining him because he's too good to ruin. But they are not utilizing him to the to the um, to what they should be. They have no home field advantage at all. They probably will be on the road anyway. But in theory, even if they were to win that division, they have no home field advantage. I'm not nearly as into their defense as I thought they'd be. I don't see them winning two playoff games. Do you, Nuno? Bubba, either of you? All right, we'll take them out. Go ahead. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? No, I don't see it. I I, I don't see it. They they have lost the most. They do not look like a team ready to do it. They can't be there right now. They don't look like a team ready to do it. Uh, They got four weeks to prove me wrong before we get into these playoffs. They could wind up winning the division, so they could get a home game. But I don't see it. I don't see them in a big spot. They made they gave that game away this week. Two huge mistakes. That fumble by Mixon at the end is crazy. And they can't handle prosperity. I don't see it. I think they're a year ahead. I think they're very good. and they'll, I, They have a chance to win that division, but I do not think they will win two playoff games. Greeny, how about the Steelers? No chance. No chance at all. I, I no think way. I think we're going to look back at last Sunday as Ben's last stand. I think it was great that they got one last big win at home against their arch rival. But of the let me, let me say I'm going to make this statement to you. Tell me what you think of the four teams in that division at this point. The one that would surprise me the most that won it would be Pittsburgh. 
I would be the most surprised of the four of them, including Cleveland. Wow. If Pittsburgh won it. I think that you're right. Yeah, what do you guys think? I think that's right. They're out? They're out. Take them out. All right, you got one you more. You got one more team, Greeny, and that team is the Indianapolis Colts. Them I do like. I, I could see them making a run. If they don't, if they if they play the game the way they want to play it, which means Jonathan Taylor, play good defense, don't get themselves into a game where Wentz has to throw it 30 times. To me, the magic number for them is like 24, 26. If that's how many times they need Wentz to throw the ball, I think they can beat anybody, literally anybody. Does that include left-handed passes as well? Yeah. I mean, if he's going to throw left-handed jump balls from his own end zone, then that is obviously going to ruin everything. All right, so I think we have a little bit of a consensus here, and I kind of like it. These are the teams, Arizona, Tampa, Green Bay, New England, Kansas City, Dallas, and Indy that we believe could make a run all the way to the Final Four. Now, you only included teams that have a winning record. There are uh, a handful of teams at 500. Let me just run through them real quick and you give me a yes or no. Yeah. Okay? Washington. <coughs> San Francisco. That's the one I pause on. See, that's really? the one I would, yeah. That, I, I mean, Garoppolo is so bad. I mean, that was, <laughs> it was so bad this week. I'm going to have to say <coughs> Go ahead. Las Vegas. Yeah, hell no. <coughs> Cleveland. No, I've given up. I've given up because the only way they could do it is if Baker Mayfield got fully healthy, and that's not going to happen. So I think at some point they may wind up having to go to the bullpen at quarterback, which is never a good thing to do when you're you know, making a playoff run. I don't see it happening at all. And the only other 500 team is Denver. No, definitely not. So the AFC is really weak on your list. Then, right? The AFC teams we have on here are Three New teams. England. Kansas City and the Colts. There's no other team right now in the AFC. You were sort of wishy-washy on Buffalo. Yeah, I would. if I was going to put a team back in, I would put in Buffalo. That'd be the one. Okay. All right, well, what do we think of the game? I think we kind of like it. That's, that's a game called Could You See It? We can try that again. But the bottom line of it is this. If you like it, if, if you're listening to us right now and you like that game, it was my idea. If you hated it, blame Hembo. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm reminding you, by the way, that you should tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. All right, we've got, we've got I'm Sorry Watt coming up here. I've got some interesting things that I want you to hear. I have a player having a terrible year who said something I really, really like. I have unsolicited advice, and I got plenty of time for your calls as we will air grievances. All that still coming in this hour. Stay close. It's Greeny. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A lot of very interesting things being said by people. And one of them was just sent to me. So I was literally just reading it, which is why it took me a second to get on here. So Bill Belichick went on WEEI this morning 
for his regular appearance. And he was asked if he has seen any of the Tom Brady series, Man in the Arena, which, you know, Brady was involved in, is involved in, and is airing on ESPN+. And he said, I haven't, but I'm sure Tom did a great job with it, like he always does. He was such a centerpiece in, obviously, all those games. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Chances of Bill watching that are zero, but okay. <laughs> and, and then, uh, I don't know who he's on with, but that person says, he was very complimentary of you. And Bill says, as I've said many times, nobody deserves more credit for our success here than Tom does. He's a great player, a great person, a great leader. Just a tremendous opportunity for me to coach the greatest player in NFL history on defense with Lawrence Taylor and the greatest offensive player with Tom. It's been a tremendous opportunity for me as a coach. I certainly learned a lot from Tom. He helped me develop a lot as a coach, as did Taylor. I'm very thankful for my opportunity over 30 years coaching those two guys. That's pretty interesting. Don't you think? There's Belichick. That's a good answer from him. He- heaping a level of praise on Brady that, A, he never did when Brady was playing there, and, B, I feel like that even goes a step farther than it went in the buildup to the game that week. Now, Bill, as I recall, had very good things to say about both Brady and Gronk leading into that game. You'll recall Gronk was hurt and didn't play. But I feel like that went just a little step further, right? Nuno, did that go a little step further on the part of Bill than he usually does with Brady? Yeah, I also think he uh, knows that he has a team that can actually beat the Bucks in the Super Bowl, so he's good. Uh, he, what he might be doing is laying the groundwork for this potential Super Bowl meeting, right? That, that, that sounds like a coach who says, I may have to play that guy again. I'm going to keep this in the place that I want it. He does, he's not going to say anything he's going to have to answer to the week leading into the Super Bowl if he winds up getting there. Well, Bill is the ultimate not putting the cart before the horse guy. He's got to know. You see him on the sideline, right? He looks like he knows he's got a really good he team. Knows. He knows. He acted yesterday like, it was, like he had won a playoff game on the sideline. I, I always imagine, like, like Dominique Fox were set on get up this morning, when you have already won so many Super Bowls, for Belichick, it's games like yesterday. Like if Belichick like, could, could orchestrate the perfect game, it would be in Buffalo in the driving wind and, of course, the, 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 the rain, and you have to throw three forward passes to beat the Buffalo Bills. That is a Bill Belichick game. Yeah, when you only throw three, we call them forward passes. Normally, <laughs> we don't use the forward in there anymore, but I agree when you only throw three, it does sound that way. You know, it is interesting to me. I, I saw that differently. Hmm. I think he, rec- he knew how important that game was. That game could very well be the difference between making it to the Super Bowl and not. He knows how valuable a first-round buy is. He knows how important it is to be at home, even if he doesn't wind up the one seed, to get that first game at home and possibly the third one at home, too. There's only one team that's got to hang in there. Like I, I, think he, I think he recognized just how big a game that was for his team last night. That was a big win. They've never, um, all the Super Bowls he's ever been to with Tom, they never got there without the first-round buy. Every single time they had one. So obviously right. he does you know, obviously recognize the importance of it. There were, in those days, always two of them. Right, But of yes, it is still a point worth making. Uh, you know, if you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, you get qualified candidates sent to you. Then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y now to try ZipRecruiter for free. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So that turned out to be an unexpected, I'm sorry, what? Here's the one that I wanted to do. So I told you yesterday, I will never get back the three hours of my life I spent watching the Bears play on Sunday. They're so bad. 
And and if a final nail in the curtain or not curtain, where do you put a nail in in the coffin? coffin. Sorry, was necessary in Chicago for the current leadership. That was it. That was the game you wanted. You were home. You had Andy Dalton, which is the the quarterback the coach really wants to play with, and you know that. And you're playing against a good team with a chance to prove that you still have you have something redeeming about you. And they just got waxed. Four interceptions. They were just awful. And um, after the game, now they play Green Bay. I think that's the Sunday night game, isn't it? I actually think that is the primetime game Sunday night is Bears-Packers. Um, but anyway, the so Nagy is asked about the potential matchup with Green Bay and how confident he is. And he didn't sound very confident. Yeah, just keep fighting. Let the guys know, man, we're, we're in this thing together. So no matter who we're playing, whatever their record is, whoever they are, we know, again, Green Bay is another team, top of the league in record-wise, unbelievable quarterback, and they're on a roll right now. So um, the only thing that we can do is, is keep fighting and sticking together. And um, I know it can sound old. I know it can sound monotonous. So that's what he said. It does sound old and monotonous. And Dave Kaplan, who everyone in Chicago knows, He's an old friend of mine. Cappy is what they call him in Chicago. Cap was on NBC Sports Chicago doing a postgame show, and he heard that soundbite, and he said this. You think you can compete with Green Bay on Sunday night football? Yeah, that's right. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to try. They got a great question. How about you're right we're going to come there to compete? Sorry for swearing on TV. It's cable. We're going to be there to compete. And if you don't think we will, don't cover the game. God, we sound like such losers. Mm. Well, we're going to try. We'll get there. And Aaron's really good. And I'm <laughs> peeped out that he's going to beat our ass. Really? <laughs> Come on, man. So, I, 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 I mean, I side with that. But the bottom line of it is this. They've entered that realm where there's nothing he can say that's good or bad. Because if he says, you, if he says what Cappy just said, some people will like it. But then others of us will roll our eyes like uh, those are just empty words. They, they've now entered. I, I hate using this phrase because of what it actually means, but I, I don't know another phrase for it. He's entered the dead man walking stage of being the coach of a football team where everybody, including him, knows it's over. And there's nothing you can say that's right. There's nothing, you, you know, it, it, it's just over now. No, but if Mike Tomlin, say, was asked that same exact question, it would have sounded a lot different. Right, because Matt Mike Nagy, Tomlin wouldn't be getting fired at the end of the season and know it. But I would say Nagy does a uniquely bad job of answering questions. He does a uniquely bad job of a lot of things. <laughs> um, but but that, that's what's going on now. We've now entered that stage. There are so many teams that are still in it in football. And then there are teams that are out of it. And of those, it, it, it's worth paying close attention to the things the coach says. Because you got to be – look who's still playing hard. Look which teams pack it in. Look which teams are playing. Look at the freaking Lions. The Lions have been eliminated since October, early <laughs> October. And they were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl the other day, not because they wanted so badly not to be winless, because they're fighting. They're fighting for themselves, for each other, and for their coach. You see it every single week in that team. I love them. And, and that coach, they, they love him. I will root for him like crazy. And then you look at the other coaches. Look at the Bears. Look how hard they seem to be fighting for their coach. The Giants this past weekend, the Jets, some of the other, I'm just trying to think who the bad teams around the NFL are. How hard do they seem to be fighting? That goes a long way towards telling you just what kind of change is necessary in these organizations where the teams are bad. One more thing, I'm just going to read it to you because I, I got sidetracked by the Belichick quotes. 
But when I told you there was one thing that a player having a terrible year said that I really liked, that player is Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is on the Knicks now. He's a guy who obviously had a legendary college career and has had a very good NBA career, but has played badly enough this year that he has been taken out of the rotation. He began the season as the Knicks' starting point guard. He has now been benched to the point where he's not even in their rotation. He barely, basically isn't playing. And I loved his quote. He said, quote, I could be pissed, but at the end of the day, there were some young guys here who look up to me. Maybe I can be a role model. I love being around my teammates, and I'm going to cheer them on until I can't anymore. That is a guy who gets it. Like, that's just a... And whether you mean it or not, like whether down deep inside, you know that there have to be so many emotions that a person like him has in this circumstance. But to be able to say that is so... It is such the right sentiment to be conveying. And it just makes me respect and like him even more than I already did. So I just wanted to share that. I would have spent a little more time on it, but we got sidetracked by the bill quotes, which I think were really interesting. In the meantime, it's time for this. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. All right, we haven't aired our grievances in a long time. Dial it up at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. If you're a sports fan, you are aggrieved, and your chance to air those grievances is coming up. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. I love that dialogue, by the way. I mean, just the writing. I love that show to this day. Such a great episode. It's such a no one. The only person who loves that show more than me is Bubba. That is a great. That's the legendary Festivus episode, which is. Top, but you know what I've been watching. There's a lot of other great things that happen in that episode besides yeah. just the Festivus. I mean, Correct. The H and H bagels strike. There's just so many great things that are happening. Correct. The, the I've been watching season four though. By the way, season four of Seinfeld is the best season of any television show in the history of the medium. 
the one episode after another. It's like a murderer's row. It is the 27 Yankees of television <laughs> seasons. That said, let's go to the phones here. Time for you to air your grievances. Bubba, who's first up? Yeah, first up, we got Brent. All right, Brent, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Air your grievance. And my grievance is not necessary with the Buffalo Bills defense and the lack of stopping the run, but the two passes to the end zone for touchdowns that were dropped by Stefan Diggs and Knox. So your, your problem yesterday was with the offense. I mean, they had opportunities, certainly. They threw the ball with some effectiveness. I mean, Josh Allen threw the ball more times than he, they ran the ball, and they tried to play a much more normal game than the Patriots did, and, and maybe that winds up hurting them. And look, it's a tough night to – here's what I will tell you. I was watching Monday Countdown, and Alex Smith and Randy Moss are on the field. And Smith, Alex, is throwing the ball to Randy, and Randy dropped two. <laughs> Randy Moss, who is, you know, you could make an argument. That I believe he's the second greatest receiver that ever lived. And obviously, the expression, you got mossed, came from him. And he was having trouble because the ball is moving so much in the air. And again, for those guys who are so incredibly focused on the ball as it's coming to them, just the slightest movement that they're not expecting because of the wind can make it complicated. I'm not trying to make excuses. The guys on countdown almost got knocked over. Shefty got blown out yeah, of his chair. They almost, they almost got knocked over. Yeah, they, always, they got shifted over because of the wind. It was that insane. Shefty literally got blown out of the chair. At one point, he's sitting. The next minute, he's standing, and it was involuntary. (laughs) He got blown out of the chair. He and Susie both got blown out of the chair. Booger's kind of sitting there hanging on for dear life. There was was one number that came out of yesterday quickly that I just did not understand with Buffalo. And it's that Josh Allen averaged 10.5 air yards per pass attempt, 10.5 yards beyond the line of scrimmage in a game that was played in absurd conditions. It just doesn't make any sense to me why they would do that and the Patriots would, run, would throw the ball you Because know, three the times. Patriots were dictating to them what they were and weren't allowing them to do. That was a masterpiece from Bill. Oh, yeah. A masterpiece. Mm. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This season, you know, we always said when everyone else is playing checkers, he's playing chess. This year, everybody's playing checkers, and he's punching them in the face. He is completely turning modern football on its ear. Everyone went left, he went right, and it's working That's for right, him. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to stop mm. him. Uh, what is next, Bubba? Next up, we have Peter. Peter, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Peter, air your grievance. Come on, Peter. Hey, I got. Hello? Peter, go. Hey, Greeny, I just want to have a message to the ref. Please keep that yellow dinner napkin in your pocket. I know we're trying to protect the players. I know that we are, uh, that there's injuries and things, but that pushing the quarterback out last night was never a penalty on any planet, nor are the hundreds and thousands of others these, this year. It's just too much. I'm with you. He's talking about a, an, an unnecessary roughness call on the sideline against a defensive back. I forget who it was, but but as Josh Allen is, I think it was Miles, am I? I don't remember. It doesn't matter who it was. The point of the story is that as Josh Allen is running, he's very close to a first down and he's being forced out of bounds. But I didn't think he was completely out of bounds. And the back just two hands shoves him, not violently or anything, to try and keep him from extending to get the first down. And they threw the flag. I thought that was a terrible call. Belichick got all mad on the sideline and it did lead to a field goal. So it actually could have changed the game. As it turns out, you know, the Patriots win anyway. So all's well that ends well. But I agree. That call was just terrible. Look, 
officiating in the NFL is so complicated right now. There are always moments in every game that make you crazy, and in close games, there's just such a good opportunity that that's going to wind up playing a role in the outcome. That's just that we're going to have to live with it. Um, but I agree. I thought that was a terrible call as well. Greeny with you here, offering you a chance to be a part of Greeny Nation. It's the Dr. Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's next? Next up, we have Courtney. Courtney, air your grievance. Hi, Greeny. Long time fan here. Thank uh, you. I just want to let you and Bubba both know um, Friends is way better than Seinfeld. Oh. That just is what it is. So, so here's what I'll tell you, Courtney. Stay on the line here. So, How old are you, if you don't mind my asking? I'm 30. Okay. No, no. It's all good. So my kids are not old enough to have seen either of those shows in their time. Friend, Friends has been a monstrous success on whatever device you can. I don't even know where they are now. HBO now. Wherever it is, you can watch Friends. My kids have seen every episode of Friends, and they love it. I tried to get them to watch Seinfeld, and they don't like it at all. And that is because Seinfeld was very much of the moment. There were episodes that were like cut from the headlines of the moment. And the difference between Friends and Seinfeld is that on Friends, and I became very conscious of this watching it as a parent, is that all they talk about is sex. There is nothing on Friends besides sex. When are they going to have sex? Who do they have sex with? When are they having sex next? When do they stop having sex? That's all they talk about on that show. And that is universal. That translates eras. Like that, that's, that's not dated. That is not a dated concept, and I don't suspect it ever will be. But Seinfeld, like there are whole episodes built around like things that happened on an answering machine that you needed to steal the little tiny cassette out of or waiting for a phone call on a payphone in, in, a, in a coffee shop and all kinds of other things that just aren't relevant. And so I think that's part of it. I think one of the differences between Seinfeld and Friends and the reason that I think for to some degree with younger people, Friends has held up much better is because I think it is more, Bubba, does it, I mean, as a, as a Seinfeld devotee, do you agree with my assessment here? I think that makes sense. I think, uh, yeah, especially for the younger crowd. I don't know too many younger people who are into it as much as us. Most of my friends all love it, but as you get younger and younger, it's it's tough to find uh, the younger crowd that does love Seinfeld. Now, I your think, wife loves I think the explanation friends, makes right? sense. Obsessed. Yes. My wife is 30, like Courtney the Caller. So there you she, go. Perfect. She's seen every episode. We went to like a friend's pop-up in the city. Like she is all in on friends and has never seen Seinfeld, best I can tell. Okay, well, you should try an experiment. Watch a few episodes of Seinfeld. I'll tell you which ones to watch. Okay. And then report back if she liked it. Okay. Because it, it is, again, very much of the moment. The other, can I tell one very quick story? Mm. This is one of my favorite stories. So they, uh, so that th- those shows aired as part of the same Thursday night block on NBC. It, one of the most successful blocks in the history of TV. It was those two shows and ER were on the same night. And I forget what else was on at, on that same night. But they had these monstrous hits. And they had, oh, um, the show Paul Reiser, Mad About You. Mad About You. Mad yeah. About You was in that as well. And so the network came to the, like, the people who were in charge of each of those shows and said they wanted to do one special night where they would all do cameos on each other's shows. And they wanted the writers to like write them each in to their episodes. And Larry David, because he's Larry, was mortally offended by this and refusing to do it. So they put all this pressure on him. Larry, you got to do it. Larry, you got to do it. So they wrote an episode in which Ross uh, from Friends appears on Seinfeld 
and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. They kill, they kill Ross on Seinfeld. And so the network finally said, all right, you don't have to take part in this. And so the entire night was like a night of combined shows, but Seinfeld did not participate. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Which is, did you know that story, Bob? I've never heard Oh, that. it's classic. I mean, that's, that it's sounds, a classic story. Just killed the crossover. That sounds like Larry. I mean, that's unbelievable. Wow. He was like, okay, we, put Ro- we wrote Ross into the show, and they sent over the script, and Ross <laughs> dies. That's awesome. It's freaking priceless. Uh, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Okay, where are we? Uh, we need someone else to air a grievance. Bubba, who's it going to be? Yeah, let's go to Jeff in Queens. All right, Jeff in Queens, the floor is yours. Air your grievance. Hey, no grievance on the Dolphins, Green, but real quick, you were talking 80s uh, videos on uh, Friday. Great, uh, Centerfold, Jay Giles, been a great video. That's uh, a great video. Yeah. The episode of Seinfeld, when Jerry's a bootlegger, he has to bootleg <laughs> the movies. Yeah. Great. great. All right, that being said, you talk about sharks over the summer. My brother has a boat. We go fishing, blah, blah, blah. Kids are jumping in the water. Five minutes later, he catches a four or five-foot shark. That's why I don't go in the ocean. That's, that's my right. Grievance is, it's, Jeff, it's their area. Is, yeah, go ahead. Area grievance. Yeah, I don't go in the ocean. I, I go in pools. I don't go in the ocean. Right. I saw, that's crazy. Right. But my grievance is I know you say if you're a quarterback and you throw an interception, you run to the sideline, right? Mm-hmm. I think you do that if you're Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Murray. Patrick Mahomes, I play fantasy football. The guy I played had the Chiefs defense. Teddy Bridgewater is what some people might call a cat because he plays football that way, and he cost me my fantasy football league. He did it twice this year. If I was a Bronco player, I would say, I don't want to play with this guy. He is gutless. Greeny, thank you. I hear what you're saying. Look, I know what you're talking about. Teddy had that one really embarrassing Olay, and then he had another one that wasn't as bad. Here's what I will say. I mean, history can be written and, and rewritten in weird ways. I forget what year it was. We looked it up recently. Andy Dalton. Yeah, 2015. No one is confusing Andy Dalton or his career with Aaron Rodgers. Andy Dalton was having the year of his life. He was having the best season of his career by far. And the Bengals had a real chance. I mean, a real chance that year. And Dalton throws a pick. He runs in to try to make a tackle. He broke, I think, his hand or his arm. I forget what he broke. Uh, Thumb. He broke his thumb. He didn't play the rest of the way. History could have been completely different. Imagine if Andy Dalton took that team on a long playoff run. Instead, they made the the playoffs anyway because they're having such a good year, and they got knocked out in the first round. I want to say A.J. McCarron became their quarterback, the kid from Alabama. They should have beaten Pittsburgh. Uh, And they got knocked out. And Dalton was having the best year of his career by far. Think how differently we would view Andy Dalton, if he had made a deep playoff run, you know, let's say he got them to the AFC championship game or God forbid actually made it to a Super Bowl. I mean, so like that was a terrible mistake. Terrible. If this stuff happens late in a playoff game, with all due respect, Jeff, Teddy Bridgewater should not be concerned about your fantasy league. (laughs) All right. So I get it. I know that Teddy Bridgewater, he's right now the best option they have and they're still in the playoff race. So I got no problem. The mistake he made is don't go anywhere near the play. Just stay on the other side of the field. No one will say a word. So I don't have I don't have the same problem with that with that you do Jeff but I appreciate you airing the grievance. All right, Bubba, give me one more. Uh, let's go to Ed. Ed, you're on ESPN Radio. Ed, air your grievance. Greeny, I have a little anecdote about our mutual friend Chris Mad Dog Russo, who I grew up with. Okay. He uh, when we used to play ball, you know that you go down to the playground, you choose up sides, everyone in the neighborhood, sure. and you know everybody was pretty good at sports. Anyway. If you played sports with Chris Russo, he would call the entire game, every pitch, 
every strike, every hit, every kick, whatever sport it was, in the same voice he has today, by the way, maybe a slightly higher pitched, mm-hmm. like he was Marv Albert. Every play of the game, and you'd be up at bat, and you'd hear, oh, yeah, Madison's got uh, one ball and two strikes on him. He's 0 for 2 today, but uh, he lined one out the left field, and he likes the fastball. Oh. And you're like, dude, leave me alone. I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Here's the problem. I love that story. Thank you for calling. We should call Chris up at some point and get him on and, and, bat- and play that call for him and, and see if he <laughs> owns up to it. Here's the, here's the problem with it, uh, Bubs, is in this day and age, someone would have video of that. Like, if that happened now, mm-hmm. whoever the oh, Chris Mad like Dog Russo people filming it. 20 years from now, uh, whoever, whoever's going to be Mad Dog Russo, you know, in 2040, it, w- there would be video of him doing that somewhere. There'd be audio of it. Okay, baby, here we go. We got a, a two and two count. And you know, it's a little nine-year-old Chris Russo. I didn't do that. What I will tell you is, my mother will tell you, that when I was five, they would sit me in front of the television. I'm sitting there watching, you know, football on Sundays. And I would announce the game like I was the announcer. Now, I don't have any recollection of this, and there is no video of this, although I would love for there to be. But I would sit there, and I would announce the game like I was an announcer. It's all I've, I was actually on a Zoom with some people yesterday that were asking me you know, about what my aspirations were when I was starting. I never had any other aspirations besides to be a sports announcer. I, there was never anything else I wanted to do. There's never anything else I've ever been. I'm not sure I would have been good at anything else. If I'm good at this, it's the only thing I could have been good at. I really have no other redeeming quality. You know me well enough to know. I'm really not good at anything else. <laughs> You're really good at talking. Talking. That's about it. Sports. It's my only marketable <laughs> skill. I can actually talk about any number of things. Like, I, I can just talk. You just, like, I'm like a like one of those things you wind up, but it, like one of those dolls. You just turn oh, the thing yeah, in the yeah. back, and uh-huh. it just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks until it runs out of string. <laughs> in my case, you know, when I fall asleep is when I stop talking. Uh, and outside of that, it's good. All right, thank you for the calls. Thank you for the grievances. I hope you get a little something off your chest there. This was a fun day. We'll take it out like Mad Dog. All right, it's uh, good to see the Patriots winning it there, baby. And uh, we will see it back here same time, same place tomorrow here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.